We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Talking Buffalo, featuring conversations with guests from around the world of sports, media, pop culture, and all things Buffalo, with your host, Patrick Moran. When you wake up tomorrow morning, most of you anyway who are listening to this or watching this, the Buffalo Bills are now the ninth seed in the AFC we are live here, at least on the video side, if, if you happen to be watching this. We are live quite literally moments after the Buffalo Bills lose a one-score game on the road Sunday night football at Cincinnati, 24-18. to 18. Um, A competitive game. The, the injuries on defense just continue to mount up. And uh, there's a lot of positives, in a way, if, if you want to take away from those when it comes to the Bills. And again, we are live here in the moment. I have... Not even had three minutes, I don't think, to to kind of digest everything that just happened uh, tonight. I want to go home, so I made him start like real quick. Yes, you certainly did, man. <laughs> you certainly did. And for everybody out Let's there, go. thank you for tuning in. To and Talking I'm leaving Buffalo. early. You're, you are. You're. You might. Leave and early. I'm leaving early. A little bit, maybe. All right. So listen, man. There are 20 million things that we could uh, get into. We're getting into some tonight. You'll be back on the show Tuesday, so we'll be recording tomorrow as well. Having some time to kind of sleep on this game. We'll talk Sabres and stuff like that more for Tuesday show. Right now, heat of the moment. What what What's your first thought right now? Before anything else, when it comes to this game, good, bad, or indifferent. And again, the Bills are now 5-4 and four after a 24-18 loss to the Bengals. Like, what is the first thing on your mind right now? First thing on my mind is you calling this a competitive game as if, like, it really came right down to the wire. Uh, is a homer take to me this game isn't wasn't really that much i mean you're gonna talk about the fumble and the things that the plays that could have been look every fucking football game has the plays that could have been to me this was last week's game except with us playing the role of the tampa bay buccaneers uh, this game was no more competitive than the game that we played against tampa that all somehow or another gave everybody all this optimism going into tonight. We weren't really in it. We were down early and we gave ourselves very little margin for error. We made those errors. And since he ran the clock out at the end, I don't want to fucking hear how competitive the game was. I, I believe me. I understand what the score was. Okay. I did not do as well as, as I was, you know, touting that I could do 
by pounding Cincinnati in, in a blowout fashion, um, you know, for this game. But so I, I, I'm I'm aware that it only ended a six a six point game, but it wasn't a real competitive game. It, since he did the exact same thing. All right, that we basically did against Tampa Bay. They they played to their two touchdown lead, and in the end, I, I'm sorry, the the Diggs touchdown or I can't even remember who Diggs. scored it because I'm thinking of the two. He so Diggs scored the touchdown and, and the, the two. two. All right, um, fucking garbage time. <laughs> why, why, why? Why? Because we didn't get a stop. Like, oh, we didn't get a third and two stop. No, we didn't get a fucking third and two stop. You know, you, you don't you don't get third and two stops right there. All right. You stop guys on first and second down to where you get to third and eight. Once you get to third and two, chances are you're looking at ball game. And and to go out and, and talk about this one as competitive, I'm not I'm not buying. I'm not, I'm not buying. So that's the first thing that really came to mind. The first thing that really came to mind is not some game of like huge missed opportunities or a, a Kincaid fumble, you know, without, oh, oh, the, the timeout, you know, I mean, this is one of those, as it is, as is the case with, with just about every loss, you know, you can have five different takes coming out of this game and, and you can have five different right takes coming out of this game. But the only real take was, the better team won, and I would go as far as to say that they won. It's not convincing. I can't, I can't use convincing, and I can't find the word that I want to use because you know I'm. It, <laughs> you know, we just we jumped right it on. It felt here. to you. It felt but, like a game that was never really yeah, doubt. after no, the first ten yeah. minutes. It never felt in doubt. You no, the outcome. No, I, I believe I think that's fair. I do disagree with you about being competitive, and I'm not being no homer because I'm really fucking pissed off right now i'm not even going to try to front we'll get back to that in a second i'm my first like i asked you for your biggest takeaway and yours is or instant takeaway i should say and yours is that this game wasn't competitive like the score would indicate mine is this i'm i always try to defend to some extent coaches i think to some extent people who always blame the coaches for everything are just taking the easy way out and often to me it's a lazy take at the end of the day, I feel like for the most part, players got to go out there and they got to execute the plays. And when they fail to do that, it always seems to fall on poor coaching. And so to some extent, I've kind of been stop blaming everything for coaching. Tonight, would it have made a difference? I don't know. And we we don't, we, we will never know. But Sean McDermott, that was just some shit coaching on two levels, on both sides of the football. That might have cost them an, an extra, you know, Cincinnati had to get one first down, the game was over, and they did. That freaking challenge, when you're down two touchdowns and you use a challenge that is, you better be 100% certain, and any idiot would have said a function and I saw the replay on TV and said, there's no way that shit's being overturned. The Bills used a critical timeout on a first down pass to Trent Sherfield, first and 10 and you use potentially one of only two timeouts you have left with six minutes left in the game, and you're down two touchdowns. That is inexcusable, it's idiotic, and it's stupid. And then I go back to the Bengals' play, and look, maybe A.J. Epinesa or Greg Rizzo or one of those guys don't make that play anyway. But what in the gods? Ugh, I'm so pissed I can't even get the words out of my mouth. Why is Vaughn Miller out there on third and three to wrap the game up? 
Why is Vaughn Miller out there? He has not done much at all this year. And I'm being generous. How do you not have your two best defensive ends out there when you need a stop on third and three or the game's over? Vaughn had a clear shot at Mixon and he whiffed. And this isn't an anti-I hate Vaughn Miller take. My point is, why is he in the game on third and three when Cincinnati more than likely is going to try to run the ball and run it out? I just, that's coaching. Sean McDermott runs that defense. He is in charge, coming off a timeout too. He is in charge of who's out there. Why do you have Vaughn Miller out there on third and three when you desperately need to stop or it's literally ball game? Someone explain that to me. Can you explain it to me? That was terrible coaching. Horrible coaching. And I wouldn't even start about Ken Dorsey yet. But first, let's talk about Sean. That's just inexcusable, dude. He's an inferior coach to a lot of guys out there. I'm just going to leave it at that. And I know a lot of content creators ain't going to like this shit tough. <laughs> tough. Because I'm sick of people defending the guy. This was horrible. He was outcoached so bad this game. Well, I I agree um, uh, as far as you know, being out coached. I, I said it early because I thought uh uh I thought the Bengals offense schematically was was um getting the better than the bill, uh getting the better of the Bills. And I feel like you know, early on, um, you know, McDermott was just was getting beat with with blitzes that weren't working. Um, you know, so so I I I kind of you know, McDermott kind of got in my crosshairs for that. Um, I certainly agree with the uh, with the challenge. Uh, agree with you, excuse me. Agree with you with the challenge. Um, but I, 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 we didn't have a chance to really go over. You were you were going off about Vaughn, and I had to take one last bathroom break. You bullied you know, me starting the stream. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm, I'm not. I I'm not hung up on the Vaughn part. Um, well, who the fuck? Who, who'd you watch? Who'd you watch? Rousseau, I'm, Jack I'm Lawson. So sure I'm sure Rousseau was probably on the other side. There was at least the possibility of a pass. Um, is he gotten to the quarterback once this season? <laughs> listen, you're talking to a guy who fucking put up a washing machine meme for Von Miller a, a, about a month ago. Okay, I'm not a Von Miller apologist by any stretch of the imagination, but we did see some. Uh, you know, yeah. some steps forward last Absolutely. week, and I and think tonight too. I, yeah, and tonight too. So the fact that he was in the game, I'm just not that hung up on it. And I also think that in in a lot of cases, when McDermott's calling, uh, you know, the signals out, I I, I think there there's probably more um of the rotation of of D linemen than we know falling on Eric Washington instead of Sean McDermott. I'm not sure in that moment that McDermott even has the time to tell Washington, this is who I want. Coming on, out of a on, timeout on, on, on a front. third and three. Look, man, I mean, he's calling the play. He's calling the play. That it, I, I just think it's at least possible. I think it's at least possible that some of the personnel decisions, especially up front, um, are, are left to Eric Washington. Sean McDermott did not have a good night. Sean McDermott has not had a good season. Okay, and Sean McDermott's last two years of fucking, um, you know, finding coordinators to replace a head coach and letting one, you know, walk away to take on the duties himself. Sean McDermott has not had a good two years. Okay, I'm not here to tell you that that you know that Sean McDermott uh, is not at all part of the problem, but tonight. 
tonight to me was was a collective loss. Their quarterback was better than ours. Their coach better than ours. And overall, I, I just think they they were a, the better team tonight, uh, the, the better coaching staff tonight. And you're not going to be wrong when if there's something that you really want to glom onto. All right, whether whether I think it's a reasonable it's thing, the, though. whether it's a it's How the do you, fumble. There, there are that's on the player, or 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 just the the offense as a whole, which to me would be where I'd start. All right, I'd start with the fact that this team fell in a two touchdown hole because their offense just totally following Agreed. that first drive, sure. following that first drive, their offense couldn't get anything. Eighty-five going. yard drive to start it, the game, thirty-seven yards the rest of the first half combined. Once That's you're it. down, once you're down fourteen, all those other things start to get magnified because you, you know, you, we use the phrase a lot. You, you know, you lose your margin for error. And what do we see? You know, what are we grabbing onto? What are we gravitating to? We're gravitating to errors that were made that simply couldn't have been made. But why? Why? Because you fell down by 14 points. You fell down by 14 points and all these plays that, you know, that that happen on a pretty regular basis uh, across the league. Um, on any given weekend, all these plays are magnified because you're trying to dig out of a out of a big hole, a big hole that you probably got into, um, you know, because of things unrelated to what we're now pointing out. You know, last minute personnel decisions, bullshit like that. Like, what what the fuck? We fell into a 14 point hole because our quarterback wasn't nearly as good as the other quarterback. Okay, right. In the first half, sure. Right? We fell into a 14-point hole. Because, largely, largely because of that. Large, Not entirely, but sure. Because it, Joe Burrow uh, way outplayed Josh Allen. And, you know, Josh had his moments in the, in the second half. Um, I, w- the stats may may end up, uh, you know, uh, being Josh able Allen, to respond into 20, some. 26 of 38, 258 yards, one touchdown, one ugly-ass interception. And a, and a rushing touchdown, and he ran the ball um, effectively. You're right. Joe Burrow was better than Josh Allen tonight, even though Josh did improve in the second half. But uh, Joe Burrow didn't have any bad stretches at all, no. literally. But going back to Sean McDermott real quick, Tone, I also want to be careful because he deserves some credit on the defensive side of the ball, I think, because these injuries are a, a son of a bitch. You know, you lose three great players to begin with. Greg Rizzo, he did have a pass knocked out tonight, but he's clearly not healthy. Um, Ed Oliver, disappearing act. Just like last year when they played the Bengals in the playoffs, and Ed Oliver took the game off. It kind of feels like that was the case again tonight. Now, I don't know if he was hurt, but anyway, you lose Terrell Bernard, who I can't believe we're saying this, but Terrell Bernard, a key loss to the defense. Um, Yeah, they got dominated, and I mean, they got dog-walked in the first half, but dude, 30 minutes of football in the second half, the Bills gave up, what, a field goal? Or no, a field goal. They only gave up three points in the second half. I think they had like three straight stops at one point. Uh, you know, I, Sean McDermott, I, I'm mad at him as a head coach. I'm not mad at him as a coordinator. I thought the defense played about as good as you can play against a great quarterback on the road in prime time, down three starters, two guys who literally practiced with the team for two days, both played significant snaps, and uh, your middle linebacker goes down in the first half as well. I got no issue with the defense at all tonight. This is on the offense, circling back to what you said. 34 points 
in the last five games combined in the first half, including just what seven tonight too. It's it's not good enough. At what point are we going to have this Josh Allen? Is he truly a league conversation? I know you were fired up. We watched the game together tonight. You were fired up about any MVP talk with him, you know, pretty early in this game because yeah. he's now throwing an interception in five straight games. He has a lot of great moments, but he's also had some really costly turnovers, including tonight. It was an ugly ass telegraphed interception to uh, I think it was going to Gabe Davis. Yeah, man. I mean, look, I, I don't, um, I don't have a very robust, uh, certainly following uh, on Twitter, but <laughs> it's also true of of people that I follow. I, I, it's just, I can't get too overboard with you know the the, the fandom. I, I, I try to keep it, um, you know, kind of small, and, and I kind of, I only want opinions that that I think uh, have at least had some thought put into them, or at least have the backing of. Um, you know, some, uh, some reasonable, uh, years, uh, of unbiased football watching. But even with that, even with that, okay. I, 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 I don't keep receipts. I'm not that guy. All right. But it was out there. It was fucking out there that people were trying to, to talk about the number of, you know, overall touchdowns for Allen in the year compared to Mahomes and, and others, um, and just, I, I think some have said statistically under some metrics, um, that he's having as good a year as he's ever had. And that should they, you know, come out of this game with a win, there's, there's no reason that with those, with those stats in, in comparison to, uh, others that he shouldn't be in, in the MVP conversation. And I think that's fucking ridiculous. I think that is utterly ridiculous. I don't care what the stats said before this game. I don't care what they say after. I'm sure whoever those people are are not going to double down. Uh, you know, some may double down, not anymore. Some may double down on Dorsey in the past after a, after a bad game for the offense. No, nobody's doubled down on the uh on the Josh Allen um you know MVP talk. I get that. But it was there. It was there. People were trying to sell the idea that Josh was just as good as he's ever been. Does Josh Allen look as good as he's ever been to you? No, because he's not been even fucking close. The mistakes are not even close. The mix, the mistakes that he's making are are bad mistakes. You know, some interceptions could be a misleading stat. Bad breaks. The receiver runs the wrong route. Uh, balls tipped. There's lots of things that can make interceptions skewed. These interceptions that he's throwing this year, I think of this one tonight. I think of that one in Foxborough on the first pass of the game. These are just telegraphed, horrible decisions. And yes, he is playing some good stretches. Josh Allen was really good in the second half tonight. But here's the bottom line. You fall down 21-7 against a good team. You're just nine times out of 10, you're not going to win. It's as simple as that. Go back to the first half, and let's not overanalyze this. The Bills lost the game because they got murdered in the first half. It was 21-7, and it could have been worse. I already said they had 85 yards on the first drive and then 37 yards for the rest of the half. Joe Burrow in the first half, 18-24 for 181 yards and two touchdowns. In the first half, Josh was only 9-15 for a buck 20, and again, an interception. Um, the Bengals had the ball for 21 minutes. In the first half, 21 minutes, they had the ball. They outgained the Bills, 176 to 111. 
15 first downs in the first half, four, seven on third downs. And they did all this with uh, Jamar Chase, their, their best weapon. He only had three catches for nine yards in the first half. And none of that shit mattered. People are going to point to the optimistic signs that the Bills played good defense in the second half. They made the game close, a one-score game against a great team. But yet again, there's been the problem, like a broken record at this point. The Bills' offense sucks in the first half, and I don't care what any advanced stats say. Doo-doo, you score seven points. You're not going to beat the Cincinnati Bengals scoring seven points in the first half. It's just not going to happen. You know, Chase eventually got his as the game went on. Of course he did. But, but, you know, there's really something to be said for – um, you know the the way Burrow spread the ball to other other guys. Those and, tight know, ends, I never heard of them. And T Higgins, all right. I, 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 you know what I mean. I mean, let's take let's take their number two, match them up with our number two. I saw it just post up here a second ago. Gabe Davis, zero catches. Yep. How good was T Higgins tonight? Big. How good was T Higgins tonight, Big. man? Oh yeah, 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 for sure, man. And look, you know, they're it, going it, to Dalton Kincaid more. I get that, but. This is two out of three games out. Gabe Davis, what is he? He has one catch two weeks ago for five yards. Last week, he has nine catches for 87 yards and a touchdown. This week, I don't even think he had a catch. He didn't even have a catch tonight. Yeah, it was pointed out here on the show. Zero catches. That's two out of three weeks where he's had one catch for five yards combined, man. It's just... Uh, you, can point, you, you can point to Davis. You can point to just the, the absolute non-factor of guys like Sherfield and... and uh, and Hardy, even though Shakir has kind of overtaken them uh, in the snaps department, and, and Shakir did have a couple catches. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's there's the Kincaid dynamic. We're not going to ignore his his ten catches. But look, outside of a three game stretch in weeks two through four, two of which were absolute bottom feeders, maybe not at the time, but they've certainly proven to be that as the weeks have progressed in the Commanders and the Raiders. Um, we're, we're just, we're hanging so much of our optimism on how they looked against Miami, uh, and at, at the tail end of that three game offensive stretch. And that has been it. That has been it this year. All right. I, the Jacksonville game was doing, you know, I don't want to say in large part, but the offense had a big part in the Jacksonville loss. The offense was putrid against the Giants. The offense certainly had a part against the Patriots, and people are using inflated stats from the back end of that Patriots game, all right, to even off some of it. No, I don't want to hear And they're going to do that the with this game. They're going to do not, that with this game. The too. offense did not play winning football against the Patriots, and they did not play winning football tonight. The offense looked like they there was cause for maybe some optimism last week against a shitty opponent, and we bit. I didn't bite. I didn't bite. I, I this this team, this team looked at played right to its identity tonight. Uh, they just they played right to of its identity tonight. What is their identity? I don't know. N not a championship caliber team. Okay. <laughs> no the the uh, the offense wasn't wasn't good enough. All right. And even though the defense made adjustments and changes in the in, in the second half, there were times when the defense was very much undermanned. You know, Dotson turned his game around and had a really nice second he half. He did. I, I, I buried him in the first half on social media, and that was 
He might have been the best player on the defense. He had a, we had a, he had a couple. He had a, a one really bad drive in, in particular, a missed tackle on a uh, on a slant, and and then the touchdown that um, you know that he just kind of didn't shoot a gap. He just kind of waited for yeah, that was a- mixing. You know, but again, that's a novice eye. I call when I said it, and and you and you tweeted it. You bit it. You bit it. I, I, I fucking, I was furious at Dotson after Joseph tied up those two blockers and Dotson didn't shoot a gap. Mm-hmm. Like half an hour later, I jump on Twitter. I was like, that motherfucker. <laughs> um, Good. But Dotson, look, Dotson came around, but still at the same time, Dotson's not Matt Milano. Um, and, it, you know, you mentioned that Oliver earlier, you know, how he can disappear sometimes. Ed Oliver struggles without Daquan Jones, man. Ed Oliver, as, as much as as much as uh, Jones uh, protects the the linebackers and helps out a lot there, Ed Oliver really uses um, you know that 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 tandem to his advantage as well. And um, you know he 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 wasn't good tonight. So point being, um, the Bills just I don't know, man. They they played exactly like I would have expected them to play. They've, they've every wart that they had were warts that we've seen in offense that sputters in the first half. Um, you know, a, a defense that when the chips are on the table, they're, they're, they're not making a play. Let me, let me, let's do this. I'm going to take a real quick break. I got some comments from people on the audio side for most people who are, who are listening they're, they're hearing this on Monday. We're actually streaming this live on the video side. Got a couple comments right after this quick break that I want to get to that I think are uh, worthy of us hitting on. So let's do that. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, back here talking Buffalo live after uh, the Buffalo Bills lose to Cincinnati 24 to uh, 18. By the way, the show sponsored by Imperial Pizza. I want to get to a couple comments that, that people left that I think are at least worth uh, discussing here. 
Fred Kelly goes, Pat, you look bad. Well, my my favorite football team just fucking lost in prime time. So yeah, I, I'm not in a uh, in a real good mood right now. Old friend of mine, Rodney Massarella says we were at the game. We were never in this. Kind of piggybacking what you said. I will say this. I agree. I don't agree with you when you say the game wasn't competitive. I do agree with you. This makes sense that I don't think the score was or the game was as close as a a one score game either. And then I want to get to a couple of Ken Dorsey uh, tweets that I saw towards us. Russ Campisi says, first drive, perfect play calling. Second drive, Dorsey reverts to a moron. Downhill from there. Larry Sieber said, we're 27 games into the Ken Dorsey experiment. I've seen enough. I, w- I want to say this about Ken Dorsey. First of all, you and I, probably the highlight in terms of humor of this game might have been, it was on first down, but that attempted flea flicker. I, I got a, I don't know why I got a kick out of that play, but but I, I certainly did. But here's the thing, and I saw some people talking about this on social media, a couple of reporters who were at the game, and they were pointing out that Stefan and Gabe, especially Gabe, these guys are going through large stretches where except for a little, you know, two-yard dumps underneath, nobody's getting open. Is that on the player not being able to get open? Is that on Ken Dorsey not being able to scheme guys open more effectively? I don't know what it is, but just like I said, Sean McDermott on the game and clock management side deserves a lot of heat. When you've put up 34 points in five games, five games in the first half, when you keep talking about how you had to come back in the second half against Jacksonville and against the Patriots and tonight against the Bengals, the the heat towards Ken Dorsey, which again, I said this earlier, I hate blaming the coaches all the time because I think it's lazy, but the Ken Dorsey heat I believe is is warranted right now. Like, where are you at? Are you are you there with him yet? Like, as if this season ends the way this offense is looking right now. And again, one more thing, then I'll let you go because I'm fucking rambling now because I'm pissed. But the EPA and the advanced metrics are all going to show the Bills because of mainly what they did in the second half. I was an offense that's right up there near the top, and all the advanced stats and points scored. But. It's just it's not winning football that they're playing on the offensive side of the ball. How much is that on Dorsey? That's what I'm asking you. Well, I mean, I, I think I, I said it a week ago, and it was kind of in a you know in, in a in a joking rant a little bit, but I, I also you know kind of kind of backed it up um, by saying that I, I do believe it'll it'll end this way. I I, I think Ken Dorsey uh, his tenure here will be will be short. Uh, if this team doesn't win one playoff game that I, it, like, I, I understand, I understand that I understand that things can happen almost feels where, like a ceiling where, 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 right where the offense, um, you know, finds it, finds its rhythm and, and, and maybe the defense suffer, suffers a couple more injuries and, and it doesn't end up being, uh, as heavily, um, you know, re- re- responsible on the offensive side of the ball for the, for their, uh, for their woes. Um, but I, I think if, if, if the rest of the season just kind of plays out the way this first half does, um, I, I do, I think, I think they have to win a playoff game for Dorsey to stick around. I think everybody knows, man. I think, I think everybody knows that, um, you know, that Dorsey's an issue and, I don't. I don't know why it's 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 too soon to talk about what it might look like at the end of the, um, you know, at, at the end of the year. It's, I just don't. I just. I. 
I have always thought he was part of the problem. They're not going to make a change. Not mid-season, they're not going to. And it's just... Because it, the offense, the stats say the offense is still good. Bro, it's not. It is. That's what the stats say. I'm not, I agree not. with you, dude. I think it's this offense... It's not. You can't have a good offense that only plays half a game. You can't be effective for half a football game and call yourself a good offense. And I do not care whatsoever what the uh, advanced metrics and stats say. Either moment, it leaves a comment. We're not really contenders, so what do we want out of the season? I, I You're going to think it. This is not a Homer podcast, man, and if you guys can't tell if anything, we get called Neggy Nancy's. I've been called smug, negative, all that shit. My guy right here is putting the Bills on blast, which is kind of funny and ironic considering you got a Bill's fucking uh, – Little fleece on. What right am I supposed to die? I mean, I fucking, I'm still, I'm still a fan. I told <laughs> I know, you, I, I, rooted, to I rooted against my money. You saw, you, you know, you saw just how genuine I was when I said I, I was, I was rooting against my money tonight. Yeah, end of the game, I, no. I, I wanted. Well, that I, I, I could have done without that fucking touchdown, and certainly the two. Um, <laughs> but I, I, you know, you were not I, happy. You were I, like, I you were conflicted to cheer about the Stefan touchdown. Let's let's admit this on the air now. I saw a little bit of hesitation. Wasn't an immediate fist pump. It was kind of like a, I don't know how I feel about this touchdown because it might fuck up my bet. Yeah, that's fair. That is fair, right? That's fair. We Which were down. Of- we, we were down to one timeout. We really needed a three and out. One fucking first down was was gonna was you know was gonna be the end, right? One yeah. first down was gonna be the end. That game was. A, I, I just I didn't feel like it was gonna. Uh, I didn't feel like it was gonna break our way. I like the two. I like the idea that. You know, it's it's six and not seven, and and you're talking about the two point. I I don't agree with that. I didn't. I didn't either. I hated it. I didn't either. But I like getting it. Oh, I like yeah. Because I thought I thought the pressure. I I like the idea of the added pressure on the offense uh, to know that they could potentially lose the game should they not pick up a first down. But um, I don't know, man. Yeah, yeah. I would have rather just won the bet. Um. (laughs) That's a long-winded way of getting to that. You just you wanted to win the bet, unless the Bills went out right. Yeah, of course. Yeah, but I didn't. I didn't feel like that. That was in play. I just anyone who really felt like you know at the point where it got to twenty-one-seven, and then even twenty-one-ten, opening up the second half with with a field goal when where that drive fizzled out i can't even remember the sequence that fizzled that drive out but there's always something yeah right let's get back we'll we'll get back to dorsey there's always something fizzling these fucking drives out yeah always something to me it is just it is blatantly obvious that allen and dayball simply had a greater sense of you know what they wanted sure. to accomplish than Allen and Dorsey do, or no question about Allen Dorsey slash McDermott, because we both said that we do think McDermott has has started to, um, you know, put his fingerprints on this this offense a little bit. Things that have hindered it, like Josh's running and and things like that. They're in a, they're in a bad place offensively and, and there's not um, a lot of room for error when you're in a bad place offensively like that Dalton Kincaid fumble which for the record the kid had 10 catches you were with me so I mean you know I'm not lying here the catch before that uh, earlier I think it was on the drive I felt like he was gonna fumble I even said something you and my son were watching the football game together sure enough the next play which it, it wasn't a it wasn't a lazy you know 
dumb play by him. It was a hell of a play by the Bengals guy. He was in midair, punched the ball out, great play. But it kind of just, you, you felt that coming a mile away. And when you're struggling to put up points like the Bills are, especially against a good football team, you just, you can't have that, man. Yeah, you know, it's conflicting with Kincaid, though. And I think one of the things that what I would call what we saw on some of his pre uh, earlier receptions in the game, you know, Kincaid seems to be a hard-nosed finisher. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like, you know, who's not a hard nosed finisher. All due respect to him. Although I, I know he broke a couple tackles early in the game. Like Stefan Diggs isn't really a hard nosed finisher. When, when Stefan Diggs sees that, you know, this play, this plays a wrap. All right. I'm protecting the football and I'm, and, and I'm, and I'm getting down. He doesn't fumble. <laughs> so I mean, ever. I don't to take that. Bro, ever, never, ever. Okay. Kincaid no. though, man, Kincaid, he's a, he's a hard nosed finisher. And I think that's what that's what made us nervous earlier in the game, and not really surprised to see what happened. Um, you know, especially when he went airborne, man. Airborne's really, really. He did it a couple dangerous. times previous and got yeah, away with it. Yeah. Didn't lose the ball. It, it's a tough play, man. It's a tough play again. Again, an offense with no margin for error. But you know what? I want Dalton Kincaid to play that way. I don't want him to fumble again. It was just a great play by uh, the defensive guy. I don't even have that much of a problem with it. It sucked. It was frustrating to watch because the Bills were well on their way to uh, scoring on that drive. I will say this before the game, too. This was the first game. I told you this before the game. I tweeted about this, too. This is the first time since going all the way back to the 2020 AFC Championship game against the Chiefs where I went into a Bills football game not expecting them to win. I mean, they've played the Chiefs a couple times. They played the Bengals at home in the playoffs last year. They've lost plenty of times. But I never went into a game not expecting Buffalo to win until tonight. So I'm not surprised. I came into this game saying if they get their asses handed to them and get smacked, I feel like the season's over. I don't feel like the season's over right now. I'm not optimistic about their chances of going to the Super Bowl, but I don't feel like their season's over. I continue, and I know this is maybe a little bit overly optimistic, but I still feel that there's enough talent on this team to fix some of the shit that they got to get correct before the playoffs. It's going to come down to me, to coaching, and if they could beat a couple good teams because their schedule is going to get really hard um, soon. Well, that, you know, that to me, that's a today's kind of a microcosm of that, right? What, what's, what's been our catchphrase? Mm -hmm. we, margin for error. We, we left ourselves with no margin for error. Talk about and, playoffs and, now, too. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's the point. <laughs> All right, your point. that's fine. <laughs> within this, within within this game, they, they left themselves with very little margin for error, and that is a microcosm of the season right now because they can't, right? They they can't lose to Denver or or the Jets. no no right. they they are the, or New England at home. That that's three yeah. games you got to win all three I mean, of those it, games. Hundred percent. So. The margin for errors on on their playoff hopes have become. Um, They're the ninth seed Monday morning here as people are waking up. Majority of people listening to this, we talked about this two weeks ago. We talked about this. Well, because this one was always an L. We're scoreboard watching. <laughs> this I, one was always an L. Agreed. It's I never not going to be an L. I agree. Just like Philly's going to be an L. Just like mm. Kansas City's going to be an L. All right. If they were playing the Chiefs or Dallas the is tomorrow, a swing game. Dallas is the Chargers swing game. is a swing game, too. Yes, yes, yes. So you got to win those three gimmies that we talked about. Denver, the Jets, 
which shouldn't be a gimme the way the Jets always play the Bills in New England. That gets you to eight right there. You got to win two other swing games to get to 10. I think it's going to take 10 wins to get in the playoffs for sure. So Chargers is a swing game. Dallas, because it's at home, is a swing game for sure. At Miami, a swing game. Who knows? That might even be that might end up being for the Bills to get in the playoffs. That might be that's worst case. Best case, that might be for the Bills to to have a chance to to win this division. Uh we'll see no. how it plays out. You think that I don't think the division's over because I don't think Miami's that good. They're they beat up on shit teams, which hey, that's how the Bills used to be. The Bills beat the shit out of shitty teams. They flex on you, they get into a track, mean they run all over you. And then when the Bills get punched in the mouth, the last couple of years I'm talking about. They would fold and they and they they would lose some close games. They lost three games last year by what eight points combined. Kind of feel like that's how Miami is right now. Yeah, I mean, fuck it. I I I can't rule out the the fact that um, that I, I can no longer ignore the uh, the Dolphins wins or lack thereof against the better teams. They've okay? they lost I, six like, straight games. Yeah, against, I can't. I I, I I kind of I wanted to push that to the side a little bit. Um, because I just I, I felt like they they were just a good football team who ended up losing to a real hot Bills team that one day, um, and let you know a, a Super Bowl participant from last year in, in the Eagles. But uh, today, the you know the way they the way they showed up today, and kind of a big part the way the way Tua looked today. All right, it looked just kind of uh, it looked mid, looked yeah. looked looked pretty mid today. Um, just got to get after it's him. starting it's starting to, to yeah to feel like there's something behind that so maybe you know may, maybe an, an 11th win you know what i mean may, maybe an 11th win um in a my and it's a you know in a series sweep against miami maybe 11 gets it done i i wouldn't have thought that 11 gets it done as a matter of fact i loved miami today um but i, I maybe now maybe now um the the um, the division is closer than than I thought because now I'm starting to buy into the fact that Miami's you know not being good. I think I want to say this. I think Cincinnati is the best team in the AFC. I thought that before the game, and I don't. I still think that after the game, I feel like they actually could have won this game by more. If I'm a Bengals fan, I'm a little bit annoyed that they only won by six. Doesn't it? it didn't it? Feel like it, it feels like the, all the Bills beat Tampa last exactly, week. Exact man. same it, thing, man. It, it's like how it felt. We it, won. It, you know, their, it feels like it should have been a lot took more. Took their foot off the gas uh, a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Um, quickly, and we'll talk about this more tomorrow, like generally around the NFL. But I do want to point out so Cincinnati, let's just say, again, for the sake of discussion, you got Miami, you got Baltimore, you got Kansas City, and you got Jacksonville. They win the divisions. By the way, Baltimore's really good. We'll talk about that more tomorrow. Cincinnati's five and three now, Pittsburgh's five and three. Cleveland's five and three. Those right now today are your three wild card teams. The Cincinnati. Jets, the Jets could easily go to five. The and Jets three are four and three tonight. as of this recording, and they're playing tonight against the Chargers. You could be looking at five, four teams that are five and three. But even if you think the Jets are going to fall off, I still think the Jets ultimately will fall off. Some be about five hundred. Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, and Cleveland. Those are three teams that could get to ten wins, and they're all in the same division too. It's it's pretty wild. All four teams right now in the AFC North would be in the playoffs. If, if they started right now. So pretty wild. One last thing I want to get to. And then, like I said, we'll kind of sleep on this and, and have some breakdowns. You're laughing here. I, I thought, know, but it, it, 
A little, oh, little, a here we, little, little, here we go, Steelers. Yeah, here from, we go, here uh, we from go. A yeah, couple mine. Steelers fans here right now. Dave, did you go take a piss, Dave? You've had to piss since the beginning. <laughs> I didn't want to this. put that up on Fuck the Fuck that. It was the greatest comment of this entire <laughs> I have to go take a piss. Entire thing. I have to yeah, go take that's a piss. Fair. I wanted to comment on, and now I want to preface this by saying it didn't. It's not the reason the Bills lost, so no excuse here whatsoever. But the officiating sucked again. And this is just more and more becoming a problem. The there was a tripping call on Kincaid that did not get called. That intentional grounding on Josh Allen was complete bullshit. That was a terrible call. There were another handful of of really bad calls this game too. Gabe Davis on that third and nine. You say he didn't have any catches. He might have had one. He got he got his face mask yanked on him. He's literally you can see a, a photograph of it. His face mask is off to the side as he's trying to make a catch in the end zone. Fishing is a problem, and it's just continuing around the league. We talked about this today. I don't think you saw the play, but this guy from Washington earlier today, all he did is sack the quarterback from behind, and he got called for roughing the passer. I'm like, what in the hell are these guys supposed to do? More and more officiating is just. By the way, Dave Anderson did. Uh, he 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 did go urinate and use a laboratory. He wanted to make sure we let us know that in the feed. But anyway, here to wrap up. But just the, the officiating was bad tonight. Then not the reason the Bills lost, but the officiating was bad. Yeah. Uh, as I talk to an official, I don't. It's, here's the thing, though. I I don't defend officiating because, I, you know, I it's an advocate advocation of mine. Um, I defend the officiating because I think it's just leaned on so much uh, for for excuses and and whiny narratives that. Um, really just kind of go both ways. The intentional grounding was the only terrible call as, as, as far as I was concerned. Um, that was awful. That was awful. I, I actually, I, I had a run to the store at halftime and as they went to half, you know, Chris Brown was just like beside himself over it. I mean, get over it, man, get the fuck over it. And that, that, that call probably saved the bills three points. Cause you're good. You know, you're about to try one from 56 and you turn the ball over around, you know, the 40, 45 yard line since he's two completions away from drilling one um, themselves. That that would have been you want to talk about the day that Sean McDermott had throw that decision in there, a decision where he basically got saved from himself. OK, because of the of the intentional grounding call, um, I hear the the. Uh, the roughing the quarterbacks and how bad those are and, and all that stuff. Uh, and, and I see it on Twitter and yeah, I see it from legitimate sources, not just fan whining and whatnot, but I don't get hung up on it. If any, if anything, our quarterback has bought us more bullshit, um, uh, personal fouls against him than, than anything that we could ever whine about. If anybody's whining today, uh, about officiating, you're fucking a loser. Last thing here, and then we'll get out. And again, we'll be back tomorrow. No, that's actually, can I can I rephrase that? Yeah, sure, can. You're a fucking loser, not you're fucking a loser. I, I don't know. You know, you understand what I'm saying? I don't. I don't want to call the person. You're fucking a loser. I, I want to call you a loser. Is there anything about how you feel right now, recording this? What are we? We're well after midnight now. The game's over. Obviously, you feel any different about this team now, good or bad, than we've done the last couple weeks because it kind of feels like the premise of our shows you know weekly here after bills games has kind of been 
the same. And tonight really didn't feel any of that different to me, other than the fact that they didn't have the margin for error that they did against Tampa and the Giants and New England or even Jacksonville to an extent because just Cincinnati's that good. But it's the same story. The defense sleptwalked through the opening drive, which I feel like every Bills game, the defense sucks on the first drive. Um, and the offense just, I don't care what the advanced metrics are. They put up seven points again in the first half yet again. It's like, what's different about this game and this team right now than you would might have felt before the game started. The only thing I could come up with is that I don't agree with you. I, I feel like it, it was at least reasonably. I thought the team was at least reasonably competitive. When it was 21-7 at half, I thought this could have easily become a 42-14 to 14 type game, and it didn't. So I thought the defense bared down and played well in the second half, short and two. So I feel a little bit better about their ability to keep a game close, but I don't feel better about this offense playing good four-quarter football because they're not. They're not. Yeah, no, man, my, my feelings on them have been the same since uh, the Jacksonville loss, right? What Jacksonville put us to? Three and two? Um, right? We were three yeah. and one after Miami. Jacksonville yep, yep. Put us we to lost to Jacksonville two. in three, two. It's just I, the offense. I, I thought I the the offense was. Let uh, me bring up a point because you brought this up during the game, and you're right. Cincinnati was just, especially in the first half, they were just making everything look so easy and effortless. Where you, You've said this multiple times. Every yard for the Bills feels like a grind right now. Even when, it's, even when they score a touchdown, it's like every blade of grass on the football field feels contested by the defense, where Cincinnati's just moving the ball so easily and effortlessly, man. Yeah, they, they look like they're laboring. They look like they're laboring all the time to get their yards. The only time, and I mean, I was fired up, man. I was fired up after the first drive. I saw that first drive, and I was just like, man, Josh is, is throwing with zip. He's throwing with conviction. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's using, he's using Sha- Shakiri at a great toss to Kincaid. Man, it, it just that looked like an offense that you know they they were just they were doing it in chunks. They were doing they mm-hmm. were doing it in chunks. They looked like they were prepared to match Cincinnati all night long. Like if I could have, well, I mean, I I could have I could have just pulled my phone out of my pocket. I just wasn't really that interested in doing it. But I mean, that looked like it was it was that looked like a like an adjusted over, right? Like, I mean, probably after those two teams traded early touchdowns, I'm sure that over went up well, over well over 50. Um, And I would have, I would, I would have liked it. But as soon as that second drive started from, from then on, it just looked like the yards were so hard to come by. And how, how can you not, go back to the coordinator when you have an offense that just looks so challenged yeah. uh at, at, at you know at gaining um couldn't agree more anything and at the end of the day and we don't talk about this enough and i think we're going to tomorrow the turnovers two turnovers on offense one just a great play by the Bengals. take your hat off to the defender a great knockout of the ball of delta kincaid in midair and then the other one just an ugly Josh Allen interception. I don't have one specifically, but I know there's been a couple of people who've been in the comments and they're not wrong. They talk about um, the defense. They're playing well, but they're not taking the ball away. And that was another factor. At the end of the day, this was a one score game and the Bengals got two turnovers and the Bills didn't get any turnovers. 
I don't have the stats in front of me for the season, but I don't think the Bills have taken the ball way much on defense. And uh, they're turning the ball over way too much on offense. You can't have a quarterback and call him an MVP candidate or even elite if he's turning the ball over as, as much as Josh Allen is. That's just, I don't know, that's where I arrive at with well, this he's team. Not, he's they're not. too flawed to, to, to lose the turnover battle every single week like it seems they're doing. Yeah, he's just not playing consistent, right, consistent. Josh Allen football. Consistent, okay. yes. Right. He's you want to you talk about, you want to throw Jag stats up there or Patriot game stats up there and, and somehow spin the narrative to he's having a, a, a good season overall because the stats you like, you know, dictate that. Um, Look, I, I, I don't care. I'm not going to fight you on Twitter. I got a million fucking better things to do. Actually, they're not better. I, they just require my attention more than fucking arguing on Twitter does. But they're wrong. You're wrong. Okay? Josh Allen has played very inconsistent football for what we need, for the level that we need him to play to, you know, to, to overcome these injuries um, and be a contender, even with the injuries. You know, or even without the injuries, I don't necessarily think that suddenly, like the defense, would be so much better that the complementary football would just come along with it. Um, I, I think we would probably be just as challenged offensively as we are. Um, you know, if we were healthy, and the you know uh, the chicken or the egg man the coordinator or the quarterback I don't know fucking debate amongst yourselves I, I I don't care all I know is it's hasn't been good enough this year and we I mean we're staring down the barrel of the window for this group closing much in the fashion that. A lot of people that we just thought were trolling us uh, in the offseason felt like it was possible. And we're living it out. Cons we're, we're living it out. Consistency to me is the single biggest thing. We're seeing <clears throat> Josh Allen flashes and stretches, but we're not seeing four quarters of great Josh Allen football. And we haven't seen that since the Miami Dolphins game. Um, I'll close with this. Josh Allen was not the better quarterback on the football field tonight. There's no question about it. Joe, we said consistency. Name me three bad Joe Burrow plays tonight. I can't think of any. Name me three terrible throws that he made or throws that were late or bad decisions. I can't think of two, let alone three. The whole game. Just yeah, I mean, I, I, the one uh, um, one screen where he, he led the guy a, sure. a lot, you know, one not a big deal though, like that. But he was excellent. Nothing of consequence. Yeah, I mean, Burrow Burrow was excellent, um, and you know they're back to being an, an AFC favorite, and we are not in a playoff position. No, we're not. And by the way, as we get out of here, I got to shout out my wife who actually for once is actually watching the show. Terrible take. It's, a, it's one of those Jim Moore playoffs takes. That's pretty good. <laughs> Again, when a game gave not involved, she's not wrong. No game involved. equals goes every time. Look at those stats. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. Yeah, but think about that mm -hmm. though. Think, think about that. Where the fuck was that? Oh, mm -hmm. you find a way to get Gabe nine, you know, 
nine uh, catches or whatever it was. Because he was schemed last week. Tampa. He was not You're part of this plan. Into it. He's not schemed doing it. With, he was not part of the all, game plan. At all tonight. You what was tell. the fucking game plan tonight? Anyways, after that. Kincaid? What, 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 just Dorsey's fucking awful. Kim, he, he is. And I'm He's kind of awful, man. He's he, kind of awful. This game, more than any other game this season, and this will be a, a central premise of our conversation tomorrow, is I think the coaching tonight might have been the worst coaching of the season. Yeah, that's what I want. Season. You know what? I, I wanted to say that when you asked me, what do you, you know, how do you, how you, how are you feeling right, right now? And, and my, the overriding uh, feeling is I, the same, the same. They, they, they played a game tonight much the way, like I expected it to be. Mm -hmm. um, but that is one thing that I think is, is, uh, is starting to creep in a little bit and and that is the coaching the the pressure uh on McDermott the terrible decisions uh you know tonight on the on on the replay and I I I still I I put the 56 yard field goal in that category too I think that would have been an awful decision um and I, I you know and and Dorsey whatever whatever to whatever extent you believe that McDermott has his hands in the offense um, you know, that, uh, that side of the football is looking like it's not finding and way it's to healthy. turn around either. And it's either. healthy too. You know, we could take, we could pick apart yeah. the defense yeah. and use injuries as uh, a plausible excuse for some of the underperforming, but on the offense, there is no excuse. They're healthy. It's time to start wondering whether or not the coaches can dig us out of this. Yep. And we'll talk more tomorrow for Tone Bucks. I'm Pat Baran. Thank you for, uh, for listening. Again, Bill's talk and some Sabres talk as well with Tone Bucks right back here tomorrow. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.